BJP's top leader LK Advani was planning to attend a campaign rally around 4 p.m. Starting from 3:45 p.m., bombs start going off all over Coimbatore. The city was on its edge, not knowing where and when the next bomb is going to go off. It had about 60 kilograms of RDX and gelatin sticks wired up, and it had not been diffused yet. From my own personal experience, I could hear at least four bombs going off. Not just the bomb blast, it was also the communal riots that had an equal and uh, lasting impact. Kaimbatur was brought to its knees by the madness of religious violence. Hey everyone, welcome to the Relive Podcast. where we live through events as they happened i'm jay venkat and in this episode we will be reliving the kaimbatur bomb blasts of 1998 later in this episode we have shrikant ramachandran recounting his experience of the bomb blasts february 14 1998 kaimbatur india BJP's top leader LK Advani was planning to attend a campaign rally around 4 p.m. for the 1998 Indian National General Elections. The rally is held in the heart of Coimbatore in a place called Araspuram. Typically big campaign rallies are held in open grounds outside the city, but not this time. In fact, a few be- few weeks before, the Tamil Nadu state chief minister M Karunanidhi also held a rally from the same location. Hundreds of people are attending this event. The area is packed by 3:30 and the crowd is waiting for Adwani to arrive. Starting from 3:45 p.m., bombs start going off in various locations in the city. Some of them close to the rally venue and some of them away from it. But there were 10 bombs that went off between 3:45 and 4:10. including a suicide bomber that blew up near the stage where Adwani was supposed to speak however Adwani did not turn up to the venue on time because of a delayed flight from his previous campaign rally thus escaping bombs have gone off in all kinds of locations cloth stores government medical hospital the stage where Adwani was supposed to speak on a cart near the rally area outside of a BJP office and the most infamous of all there was a car bomb placed within 200 meters of where the rally was held at this point panic had already set in people started scrambling all over the place the meeting venue in araspuram became a chaotic scene with numerous dead and hundreds injured emergency services were in full swing and trying to get as many people to the nearest hospitals as possible but remember that one of the hospitals the government medical hospital was also under attack obviously the people who orchestrated this tragedy had thought this through fully they not only wanted to kill lk adwani but they also wanted to terrorize the people they also made sure that in case adwani escaped from the suicide bomber on the stage they would get him once he gets to the government hospital between 4:30 and 7 pm kaimbatur was in a state of shock the people had never experienced something like this yes there were riots before but bomb blasts with so many casualties were was beyond anyone's wildest imagination thankfully it was a saturday and there was no rush or crowd or else it may have been worse as the bombs went off in all the main office and commercial areas 
There was one bomb right opposite the government bus stand as well. News was spreading slowly and since there was no live news channel at the time, people had to rely on word of mouth. Most people were stuck wherever they were for hours for the fear of getting caught in the middle. The city was on its edge not knowing where and when the next bomb is going to go off. Late that night, details of the car bomb that was found about 200 meters from the rally location came through. It had about 60 kilograms of RDX and gelatin sticks wired up and it had not been diffused yet. They were awaiting bomb squads to come in and start the diffusal process. They had placed numerous sandbags around the car to absorb the shock and power of the bomb in case it went off. They evacuated everybody within the blast radius that included a huge number of people since this was a very crowded residential area in the city. This caused great fear and panic across Kaimatur. It took the good part of the next three days to defuse the bomb by a commando squad that had to come all the way from Pune, which is near Bombay. One of the most heartbreaking incidents happened about three days after the bomb blast. There were a bunch of kids playing cricket. One of the kids went inside a bush to retrieve the ball and accidentally detonated a bomb that was hidden there. All the kids died. Suspecting that Muslim groups were responsible for the bomb blast, Hindu groups organized themselves and started setting fire to Muslim-owned shops and attacked certain Muslim-heavy neighborhoods. Retaliatory violence from the Hindu groups that followed also claimed lives and injured many people too. At the end of a bloody three-day period, 58 people were killed and 200 plus injured in 13 bomb blasts in 11 different places and the riots. Everything within just a 12-kilometer radius. These were the official numbers with unofficial estimates calling out much higher casualties. Kaimbatur wasn't entirely new to communal violence. Since the 1992 Babri Masjid demolition in Ayodhya, intolerant groups from both religions have used the city as a base for furthering their agenda. Aluma was formed by S.A. Basha in Chennai in 1993. In the same year, he was arrested for his connection with the RSS building bomb blast in Chennai. Later on, 17 of his associates, including Muhammad Ansari, the General Secretary of Aluma, were arrested under the TADA Act and were released only in January of 1997. A major catalyst for increasing tension were the 1997 November riots. These riots started when three Muslim men were held by a police constable for a traffic offence. As a result of whatever police action was taken, which is still unclear, the three Muslim men killed the constable after they were released. Since a police constable was brutally murdered, the police wanted to take revenge and they set off a major riot that not only targeted Muslims but also was allowing some Hindu communal groups to react as well. Madness followed and the city was in a state of emergency. Shops and schools were closed. The riots that started from the killing of the police constable lasted for about three days killing 17 people, including two of the men who had killed the constable. These events left the city in a state of communal tension that resulted in the bomb blast of February 14, 1998. 
during the months of December and January of 97 and 98 Aluma hatched the plot to take revenge for the November 97 riots during the election campaign rally of LK Adwani on February 14th the reason to choose that date was due to three things one LK Adwani is one of the top leaders of the ruling BJP party and has been connected to the Babri Masjid demolition two the BJP party was a growing one during the 80s and 90s going from two lok sabha mps to becoming the ruling party by 1996 and three this gave aluma a high visibility event to take revenge for the november riots Immediately after the blast police arrested the leaders of multiple organizations especially Aluma whose leader SA Basha was one of the masterminds of this despicable act Abdul Madani another leader of an associated organization was also found to be linked to the blast and was apprehended a month later due to the slow nature of the judicial system in India the case against these members were not complete until 2007 9 years after the blast Basha and his associates were convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment. But to many people's surprise, Abdul Madani was acquitted of all charges and freed from prison after having served 9 years during the trial in jail. He was later arrested and put on trial for his involvement with the 2008 and 2010 Bangalore bomb blasts. Justice PR Gokulakrishnan a former Gujarat High Court Chief Justice was assigned to investigate the bomb blast and its reasons his report which was completed in 2000 said that the blast could have been averted if the Coimbatore police had been more vigilant about Aluma's activities the report also called for the banning of multiple organizations that played a part in the blast improving intelligence methods of the police and deploying checkpoints in sensitive areas around the city which you can find even to this date I was 14 when the bomb blast occurred I was born and brought up in Coimbatore from my own personal experience I could hear at least four bombs going off and could see plumes of smoke from one of those bombs which went off three streets from where I was living. That bomb blew up in front of a BJP office and a well-known bakery was also right next to it. My mom had asked me to get some bread from the same bakery around 3:30 p.m. and since I was playing cricket I did not immediately go. Thankfully that bakery was shut down for at least a year after that incident and i knew a couple of people who worked there got badly injured from that blast my dad was not in town and was on his way back from chennai by train cell phones were not very prevalent then and there was no way to contact him we also knew that most of the landline circuits were jammed and were not we were not able to call many people so even if my dad tried to call us chances are he wouldn't be able to There had been a bomb blast at the railway station as well that had taken the lives of six people. It was a very harrowing time for us as a family that evening while we were waiting for my dad to return back home safely. We found out from the railway information center later that evening that the train was delayed by a couple of hours. My dad finally made it home around 11 p.m. that night sharing one of the few auto rickshaws available with two other people. 
A few days after the blast, my dad took me and my brother to visit the site of the car bomb after it was diffused. We saw hundreds of sandbags around an old Fiat car and the whole area was still cordoned off with police still investigating the incidents. It was a surreal feeling to see my beloved city brought to its knees by the madness of religious violence. Now we are going to talk to Srikanth Ramachandran about the impact this event has had on his life. He was 15 when the bomb blast took place. Hey Srikanth, thanks for calling in. Can you tell us what you were doing during the incident? When the bomb blast took place, uh, I was at home um, along with my family, thankfully. Uh, And um, uh, I was in uh, 8th or 9th standard at that time and I, I do remember watching... TV uh, with everyone uh, just following the news. I didn't realize the enormity of uh, the bomb blast incident um, until uh, news started showing that it was not just one bomb but many more following that uh, and especially in crowded places. Uh, it, it was very scary. Uh, I had friends in areas such as you know Gandhipuram, Marashpuram where uh, many of the blasts took place and until I really found out, uh, you know, they were safe, it, it was uh, pretty tense. How did this event impact you, your life, and also impact the city of Coimbatore itself? Personally, uh, the bomb blasts uh, opened my eyes uh, to the reality in society. Um, I was uh, aware of this extreme polarization in the society, uh, how religion and religious sentiments were uh, exploited, politicized. Um, I also realized that, uh, you know, I was living in a bubble, uh, unaware of uh, all these extremes in the society. Um, for example, I didn't even know that Aluma even existed until this incident. After this bomb blast, I started being aware of such incidents uh, around me. Uh, we had our eyes uh, and ears open um, and, and whenever any uh, such communal incidents happen, we were trying to be careful, trying to stay at home and uh, making sure uh, your family and friends are safe. The bomb blast definitely had a major impact and changed uh, Coimbatore forever in many ways. Uh, but Remember that it's not just the bomb blast, it was also the communal riots that had an equal and uh, lasting impact on the common man in Coimbatore. Um, both these incidents uh, created the fear factor. Uh, people started being cautious and very careful, especially uh, uh, when communal tensions flared up due to any stray incidents in uh, Coimbatore. And... Um, such incidents in past may not have had so much of visibility with the common man, but after the blast and the riots, people uh, started uh, being very careful. Uh, we always knew um, as kids and even after, after we grew up uh, to stay away from certain um, areas, especially Muslim majority areas while traveling at night. Um, as Coimbaturians, uh, barricades uh, were a common sight, uh, especially in uh, key parts of the city. 
and uh, the presence of commandos in some of the areas were always common overall uh, this uh, incident ripped through the heart of the city and it impacted the cultural fabric of the city there is always a fear that even today anything wrong can happen Kaimatur was heavily impacted by the bomb blast due to deaths, injuries and the psychological scars it left on the people of the city. Another impact was the city's economy. Being a textile hub and an entrepreneurial city, it needed to maintain a peaceful environment to be pro-business. With such communal tensions, many investments did not make it to Kaimatur. However, the city got back up on its feet in a couple of years and has grown fast. in the last 20 years to become an emerging hub of industrial and economic activity thank you for listening to this episode of relive goodbye